Welcome to On Course, the teaching ministry of Pastor Hart Ramsey. And the wisdom of God transcends, it lifts you over. Where we offer simple biblical insight into some of life's most pressing issues. Love is a manifestation of strength. The Holy Spirit produces nothing but strength in us. I want to show you. Prepare for the next few minutes to be encouraged, enlightened, and inspired. Let's join Pastor Ramsey and get on course. Because bitterness cannot become your identity. It cannot be your personality. You have to survive the worst part of it. And some of you right now are in the worst part of it because the darkest time of night is right before day breaks. And so you got to, you don't win all this time. And God will put the right people in your life to make sure that you do not self-destruct before the change comes. Now I'm going to do something. I'm going to do something. I, got, I, got, I, I made up my mind. I got 10 minutes to do it. I, 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 now, I don't know that I'm going to do, I probably got one more installment on this. So I'm going to leave this space open. I want you to ask some questions. Put you, hands are going up. Get a, get a microphone. I want you to ask some questions. First of all, did you get blessed tonight? Yeah. Okay, good. Now, listen, we can't do this long because we're going to stay here long. I just, I just need, I need you to ask some questions. And you can't call nobody names. And you can't be, your situation, I don't want to hear nothing personal. Anybody going, and listen, you, before you give the microphone, you, you're asking questions, you're not making comments. Now, here, now here's the instructions. Here's the instructions in the sound booth. Anybody say, well, I don't have a question, but I have a comment, mute the mic. Everybody repeat after me, say, I agree. I agree. This is a Q&A session. session. Not statements. Not statements. Questions. questions. Amen. All right. Hands are going up. It's two. Either one. Yes. Pastor, what do you do when you have a friend that is bitter and mm-hmm. you try all these four things that what a real friend should be and you try and you try and it just shut you out? Okay, let me ask you this. Have you, no, no, let me tell you what's important. That's a good question. Have you confronted the person, just flat out confronted them and said, this is bitterness, you are wrong? You have to do that. Let me tell you something. Nothing blesses a person when they're bitter. And when I say blesses, I'm, I'm really being facetious because what happens is sometimes you can't, you can't just hint. No, no, when people bitter, you got to tell them. You know, your attitude stink. You have to tell them, why are you, why are you always so negative? Oh, my God, you're so bitter. You got to tell them. And they go, I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't believe you of all people say that to me. That's when you know you're getting through them. You just like the rest of them. If they, if they don't tell you you're just like the rest of them, you ain't doing it right. They got to tell you you're just like all the others. They, if, when they go off, you got the attention. Because when they calm down and they realize who you are, listen, I'm not just a friend. At this point, I'm your only friend. And I love you, but somebody got to tell you the truth. And you take your seat and you wait for them to go through their... You go do what you want to do. Throw, throw javelins against the wall. Just don't throw nothing at me. We be good. You know... <laughs> You got to handle it. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. You know, I was, when, I was going, when I was on my sabbatical, I got to tell you all this. I, I, I went through a phase where I was just a fool. 
I was talking, I can't tell you who it was, but I was on the phone with one of my brethren. I thank God for my brothers. That, that, I was on the phone just, if you had heard your pastor talk, you'd say, Pastor, shame, we're going to wash your mouth. I was on the phone cussing like a sailor, shamefully. No, I'm going to be transparent with you. I was all hurt and bitter and wounded, and there's no hurt that, like, that hurts like when you hurt yourself. Because you got nobody to blame but you. And I was all mad and careful. <laughs> and the person on the phone was like, you know what, man? You need to shut up. What you need to do is go read your own words that you've been preaching to folk. I'm going to call you back when you get your jug together. Please, they hang up. You, what? You, 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 you hang on me? You don't know who you... <laughs> I call him back and answer the phone. Hello? Like, like nothing happened. Like, I said, did, you, did the phone just cut off or you hung up on me? Oh, I thought you were done talking because I didn't know who I was talking to, so I hung up the phone. Did you hang up on me? No, I put my phone down. Now, if you want to call that, what do you want to do? You want to talk? What do you want to do? A fight? I got to do. They'll treat me like, who do you think you're talking to, man? You know who you're talking to? <laughs> and here was the answer that woke me up. I know who I'm talking to, but you don't know who you are. Because the person that's talking to me like on the phone, I don't know who that is. So when Pastor Ramsey comes back, I'll talk to him. But this other guy right here, I don't know who he is. That junk kept me all the way together. Like, like okay. Uh, oh, yeah. But let me tell you what I'm going. Yeah, I got real together. It changed my entire perspective. Can I be just honest with you? You go through that. Pain will cause you to become somebody else. And some of us, some of you have not been yourself in a good long while. Because pain has become your identity. Okay, next question. Okay, I got time for two more. About three more. Let me see. Who, who had a question? Put your hand up if you have a question. Let me see. One. I, did, I answered yours? Okay, good. Yes. Okay, Pastor, like you were saying about Ruth and being friendship, what if you are Ruth and friendship and sometimes you need a Ruth in your life? That's good. Now, let me tell you how it works. You only need a Ruth if you're hurting. So, and the rule is this. A lot of times, make sure before you presume to be Ruth in Naomi's life, that you heal from your pain. Because a lot of times time what happens to us is we think, we think that, that pain is a pulpit and it's a platform. And we think, uh, uh, I see people rush their ministry because they've been hurt. The, the qualification for ministry is not that you've been hurt. The qualification is that you've been healed from your hurt. Because really what happens is we, we, we can only give what we have. And now it doesn't say that you can't be rude to, her, to the person, but don't get in over your head. I've tried to help people a time. <laughs> I've went to get people to help, to help them, and it, it, by, the, by the middle of the thing, I wanted to beat them up. <laughs> I could tell I wasn't sent the minister to that. I, I wasn't called to that because I wanted to jump on them too. <laughs> people warned me, man, be careful when you go in there, man. That rascal be talking and junk. You want to... I said, no, nah, I got this. I, I, the, the Lord has got me. And I go in and halfway through the thing, I want to beat them up. That's another... Part two of this question okay. is, what about, like you said, you got to be healed. It's not so much as you're hurting too, but you be done took on so much of their stuff till it makes you. That's good. Okay. Let me address that. I'm glad you brought that up. Oh, that, that was, I was actually going to address that next week, but let me, let me give you a precursor. And what she said is interesting. When a person is hurting, when a person is bitter, be careful about letting them spew into your ear. 
Because your ear is a gate into your heart. You got it? And you can't, you are not being a Ruth to Naomi. You're not being a friend if you sit down and let this person spew on you. What you're being is an accomplice. It's, 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 it's to the person, now some people say, well, they have to talk it out. Sometimes they don't need to talk it out. What they need to do is they need to pray it through. They, they need to forgive people. And I think maybe um, if you're assisting someone, you're helping someone in that capacity, shift the way you, you, you're trying to help them manage the pain. You don't, you don't fix pain by rehearsing the story. You, you deepen it. If you, if you keep talking about it, talking about it, watch this. The, one of the rules about, now some people say they heal by talking through it. I don't know, I, I've never met that person. Um, historically, what I found is that the people who keep talking about it make it worse. Okay? So what God wants us to do, he wants to get us to the place where uh, we don't just forget it. But we move on from it in a healed place. I see it properly before I move away from it. I look at the situation, I go, you know what, God? This could not have happened had you had not something better for me. This would not have happened if, you know, and you, 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 God has to show you a perspective on it. And you say, okay, I'm releasing this. But you can't go in to help a person and let them continually spew on you and don't think it's going to affect you. Because what, I'll tell you what may happen. You may help me get healed. But then now, you, like you say, you're you going to need a Ruth. Okay, yes, right here. Um, back in 2013, I think it was, I was in nursing school. And the, the last day of the test, I went in the bathroom and prayed with those that were going to take the test. Everybody passed the test except me. Okay. And it's been about a year now. How would I know if that's what God wants me to go by? That's what my heart is. How would I know if that's what God really want me to do? Let me ask you a question about that. When, when that happened, uh, now this is going to sound, I'm not trying to be therapeutic. I'm not putting you on the couch. How did it make you feel? But the other part is I had to go back to a job okay. I really didn't want to do again okay. when I'm back there. Let me ask you a question. But, but how, when, that, when that happened, how did it make you feel? It felt like, well, God, I'm, I'm your child. I'm the believer. Why didn't you hear me? Okay. There were others that barely passed, and then I barely failed. So let me ask you a question. Do you believe that God really didn't hear you? I believe he heard me, but I'm wondering, I didn't get the answer I wanted. Okay. There's a lot I can say about it, but I'm going to say this. You know, sometimes the, 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 the path that we have for ourselves is not the path that God has for us, or it could be something as simple as you go gather yourself, prepare, and go take it again. If you study for the test again and you don't pass it the next time, I'll start asking myself questions like, am I supposed to be doing this? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? You, you don't, ta- don't take for granted that it's just not something God wants you to do. It may have been that I was praying, but I wasn't preparing. Amen. You know, a lot of times we ask God for the opportunity, but when the opportunity comes, we're not prepared for it. It's okay. It's all good. Go back, prepare, and take the test again. And then give us the report that you passed. And if you didn't pass, I'm going to tell you, if you don't pass it the next time, it, it may not be aptitude. Really, it may be direction. Maybe God does not want you going in that direction. Okay? All right. Did I get everybody? I got one more right here. Yes. And y'all forgive me for doing this tonight, but I made up my mind that I had to do this. I have to get you to ask me some questions tonight. Yes. Okay. I've been friends with um, someone for about 12 years more like sisters, uh, you could say. And um, throughout the course of our friendship is um, being hurt 
thrown on top of her. You know, she, she's been through a lot. And so um, I, I tend to do the best I can to try to help her get over it. But in the process, um, I felt like it was breaking me down. Mm. And um, when I would confront her, I mean, confront her, I try to um, talk out some of the issues we would have when she would, you know, react, just do things and just hurt me. And I respond to the hurt and let her know, you know, okay, that offended me. That hurts me. You know, it got to the point to where she made me feel like I like there was something wrong with me. Okay. Um, now, every time I try to talk to her to try to get our friendship back on point, it seems like it gets worse. Is this a friendship that okay. I should? Let me talk to you about that. <laughs> you know, if when a person has cancer, they need an oncologist. If, if you're a pediatrician, you may know medicine, but pediatricians don't deal with cancer. Mm-hmm. They, that person is an oncologist. That person may have cancer. You may not be an oncologist. And what I'm trying to say is, you know, you have to know when, you know what, I love you, but I'm not the one to heal you, to get you. I'm not the one. God, yeah. and, and here's the rule about that. I'm going to tell you something. Now, sometimes we go in and we say, man, I, I, I want to be Ruth to this Naomi. And listen to me. Sometimes you learn real early. I ain't called to that. That water is too deep. You know, I, I can swim, but I can't tread water. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not going to get it. What, what I think what you should do with that is, is you, you, you pray for the person. Sometimes we just call to pray for them. And you, and, you, and, you, and you put some distance, get a safe distance where you can check on them, love them. But if they throw a salvo at you, they, they throw something, a grenade, it doesn't blow up and explode and kill you. You want to get a good distance where you don't hurt yourself trying to help them. Okay? And let me say this as we get ready to close. Do me a favor. Take your, take your right hand. Let me, uh, put it over your heart real quickly. And I want you to repeat this after me. Say, say in the name of Jesus, I refuse to remain hurt. It is the will of God. That my heart be pure and clean. God wants me free from bitterness and unforgiveness. Yes, I've been hurt. I've been done wrong. But I've also hurt people. I've also done people wrong. My heart tonight is to receive the healing ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. Come now, say this to the Lord. Say, Lord Jesus, you are my healer. You are anointed to heal me in my broken places. And I commit to stay with you and to go through the healing process until nothing hurts anymore. I reject bitterness in the name of Jesus. My name is pleasant. My name is is delight. I may have went through a bitter situation, but my pain will not be my personality. My pain will never be my identity. I speak healing over my own life in Jesus' name. Thank God. Bitterness leaves me in Jesus' name. Now clap unto the Lord if you believe that tonight. Now listen. By the grace of God, next week we'll do the last installment on on this uh, Healing the Hurt series. 
pick up the new release from Stellar Award nominees Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir titled True Story, featuring the lead single, It Is So. Pick up the chart-topping release from Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir titled True Story. In stores now and available at all digital outlets. Have you subscribed to Hart Ramsey's Uplift? It's his national text message service where daily you get to hear from the heart of God through the man of God. Heart Ramsey. To subscribe, simply text the word uplift to the number 46786. Once again, text the word uplift to the number 46786. And daily you'll receive a text message designed to uplift your spirit, encourage your heart, and empower your walk. Subscribe today to Heart Ramsey's Uplift. Amen. Now let's get back to today's teaching with Pastor Heart Ramsey. I want to talk, we, there are some words that we use a lot. Uh, put on the screen for me. Uh, I want to start with this. I think it's, in, it's um, Psalm 139, verse 16. It's not in my notes, so if you're looking for it, it's not in the note. But it's just something that I want you to see. All of us are living out a story that, from God's perspective, has, has already ended. Jesus introduced himself when John... Um, met Jesus in the spirit on the Lord's day. It's an interesting encounter because John already knew Jesus. John was the disciple whom Jesus loved. That's what he called himself, the disciple who Jesus loved. And when the Bible says that one of the disciples put his head on the breast, on the chest of Jesus, that was young John. He was a little brother to Jesus. So that's not, that's not some weird um, arrangement. That's the way that they rolled back then. They were grown men, you know. But he was a young man, and he loved Jesus. Jesus loved him. But when he saw Jesus in, in the Spirit on the Lord's day, he turned around, and Jesus introduced himself, not as Jesus, but as Alpha and Omega. He said, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. And he's, he's, he's sharing from, an inter- everybody say, eternal perspective. That's important. Because in, in the mind of God, you know, when, you, when we will mess up, and we say, God, if you forgive me this time, I'll never do it again. God, God lives in a space that's neither, it's not neither yesterday nor, nor tomorrow. It's always today. Amen. And so everything that we do as, as the sun sets and rises, it's all one day to God. So when you're telling God, I'll never do it again, God, God just look ahead and he said, well, there you go, right. Just, you, you are going to do it again. Because he, it's right there in front of him. Everybody says right there. It says right there. He can, okay, so, so he can see that. Um, we don't have that luxury. And so the one thing that we can't do, I don't care what kind of vision you have, 20, 20, 20, 20 30, 20, 40, 21, 1,000, you don't have enough vision to see a second in front of you. You can't. The future is what it is. We can't see it. And that's the limitation of living in these bodies. Now, what's interesting about this, um, David is writing this psalm, and this psalm is one of my favorite psalms because it's so personal. He says, you saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Now, how are you going to write a book? How is God going to write a book if he doesn't know the story? So it stands to reason that God already knows your story and he made a plan for your life. Now, this is interesting. God's plan for your life, there's no plan B. In other words, God, isn't, God never uses his eraser. Your story is written. And you're going to walk through some things that you would rather not go through. 
but God already sees that you're going to go, and it's based, a lot of it is based on your, your uh, preferences, your, your likings, your dislikes, and God knows the, the path you're going to choose. So what he does that's amazing is that he, he schedules development on your wrong terms. So that it will never be said that the enemy took advantage of you in a situation. And if someone plots evil against you, God has written this, this rule, and so you got to be careful how you do folk. Because if, the, if you plot evil against someone, God fixes it where good comes out of the evil, and the evil intended for you goes back to them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, last Thursday at Safe Harbor, I, I taught on um, um, healing the hurt. I taught about bitterness, and I think you should get that. Just call Safe Harbor, order, order it, or we have it sent to the bookstore here. But you got to get that. I'm not going to teach that tonight. But I want to talk to you about expectation. It's, it's interesting. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before you, or laid out rather, before a single day had passed. God said, listen, the, the psalmist told uh, God while he's writing this prophetic book, he said, listen, he said, you know everything about me. My story is already written. It's already finished. Now, here's the thing. God looks at your story from the end to the beginning. You look at your story from the beginning to the end. Okay? And so there's certain things that we have uh, in our humanity that God doesn't need, but we, we need it. I'm going to give you some words. Whenever you hear the word expect, anticipate, hope, or, or waiting, these are future words. These are ways that we relate to the future. And nothing can get your feelings hurt. As a matter of fact, uh, 50%, 60%, maybe 70% of the people in this room tonight who, who are hurt in some way, you, you weren't hurt by, by so much what people did to you. You were hurt by what you expected from them. It didn't turn out the way you expected. Now, what's interesting, this is it's so interesting. These, these verbs, these three words, and expect, anticipate, hope, and, and wait, they relate to the idea of, listen to this, looking forward or looking ahead to something in the future. So to expect is to look forward to the likely occurrence or the appearance of something, someone or something. And this is interesting. So, so what I do is, everybody follow this because it's important. Based on the way my life has already went, I can't see the future, but I, but I have the ability to, to gather. You ever heard people say, I gathered? What, they say, what they're really saying is, I gathered based on all the things I knew and all the things I've experienced, all the things I've seen, that this is the way my future is going to be. Assuredly gathering. Uh, um, Luke used those words in Acts chapter 16. We can gather, we, we, can, we can reason out, we can rationalize, and we say, oh, based on the way things are, uh, uh, the possibility or the probability will be this, and we expect it. The problem is we set our hearts on things that were never promised. We look at the potential of a situation and say, oh, that's the way it's going to work out. And I set my whole heart on it and treat it like a promise and become offended with people when they don't meet our expectation. Now, we're going to talk about the word expectation because it's, it's very important. So this word to expect, the word uh, uh, spectare in the Latin means to see. Everybody say to see. To see. So, the, so we have the word expect. There's the word anticipate. To anticipate sometimes refer to taking advanced action. Okay, um, or uh, as to forestall or to prevent the occurrence of something expected or to meet a wish or a request before it's articulated. Let, let me break that down. It's one thing to see ahead. That's expectation. Anticipation is I don't just see ahead. Now I'm acting on what I think I saw. 
And so I, I, I anticipate that, okay, you know, he sits down, you know, dad comes home, he sits on the couch, I know exactly what dad's going to do, he wants a remote. So I anticipate him asking me for the remote, I hold it in my hand, and, if, and if, if I'm bold enough, I walk up to him, and I go, here you go. And he goes, thank you so much, because you know every time he sits down, it's not that you can see the future. So because you can anticipate, it doesn't make you a prophet. I got this prophetic gift. No, what a lot of people, what a lot of people call a prophetic gift is suspicion. You have a deep gift of suspicion. Okay? But anticipation means based on what has happened before and the probability that, that every time dad sits on the couch in that spot, he wants to change channels, you bring him the, the remote. That don't make you a prophet. And what happens to us many times, we get hurt because we start anticipating people's needs and sometimes we don't realize that the people are only saying, they say thank you because you're doing it, not because they want it. And when they get bold enough to tell you, by the time they get bold enough to say, I don't really want that anymore, they let it build up to the point where when it comes out, it comes out like a bullet out of a chamber. Why do you keep doing that? Now you're hurt. Because you call yourself, I was just trying to show you love. What you're doing is anticipating the need. But now, then you have the other person who will say to you something weird like, oh, oh, I expected you to do such and such. They expect you to anticipate their need. Now you, now you kind of get permission to do it. But until then, and, uh, expecting, looking forward, and anticipating, acting forward can really get you hurt. Okay, so, so they go to the restaurant and they, they sit and, and they've been dating for a while. And so he gets up, he, he reaches over and really what happened, he dropped his knife. But when he gets over, he gets down on his knee and you go, yes. <laughs> and he looks up like, yeah, I found it. Shows you the knife. That's not the medal you expected that night. You expected, you, you see what I'm saying? Everybody's anticipation. So then, then there's the word hope. To, to hope. To hope is to look forward with a desire and usually with a measure of confidence. When I'm hoping, uh, hoping and wishing are not the same words. Hoping means that I have a desire or, or, or concern the future, but certain, I have a confidence. It's, it's very um, ill-advised to hope on anything but a promise. Only a promise from God, a promise from people you trust, should create in you that kind of expectation, the hope. You got it? If you're hoping as a wish, now here's the difference. When you wish something happens, it's just you want it to, but there's no promise of it happening. Okay? In that case, if you're wishing, swish, don't, go, don't take your wish and call it a hope. Take your wish and make it a plan. You got it? Instead of just wishing, make a plan. plan if, you, if you want it to happen so much, then, then put a plan together, and if it's probable that it would happen, then you work towards it. If not, then you scratch it. But a wish is not a hope. A hope is, is an expectation based on a promise. Is this too deep? Okay, good. So now so that we have the hope. And then to wait expectantly, uh, um, when, I, when I'm waiting, I don't just sit at, the, at that particular bench on the side of the road because the bench is there. I only sit there when I know a bus is scheduled to come and pick me up. So, so it's not waiting if, if there's no bus schedule. I'm just sitting on the bench. You got it? If there's a bench on the side of the road and I, and I go sit on the bench, my sitting doesn't mean a bus is going to come. I have to have foreknowledge that a bus is going to come to make my sitting waiting. Other than that, I'm just taking a seat. I'm chilling. I'm sitting on the dock of the bay, watching the tide. Yeah, I just aged myself. Now, let me show you this. 
and, and we, what happens to us is we get all these things confused and mixed up and walk around hurt like people owe us something. So tonight I want to talk to you uh, about, about your story, because I want, I want to really talk about it. In John chapter 1, put on the screen for me, John chapter 1, verse 22. When we watch a movie or a play, there's often a moment when, when the unexpected happens. We call it a, a, a twist. We call it a twist. And a twist in a movie or a script is this unforeseen, unexpected turn of events or change in direction. So you sit in the movie, you sit and watching a movie, and, and, and you, you just kind of, you got it figured out. Have you ever watched a movie and just fi- had it figured out? How many, of you, how many of you, when you go to the movies and you look at the plot, you just kind of watch and see what's happening, you say, oh, I know where this is going. How many of you do that? Yeah. How many of you are usually wrong? Yeah. Okay. How many of you uh, have watched a movie uh, recently where, where it really, really took a turn and you go, oh, I never, I never, oh, man. And, and you, when that happens, here's what we say. Wow. I didn't see that coming. Right? But when that happens to us in real life, that's not what we say. We don't get excited about a twist in real life. Because what makes the twist a twist in the movies is that we didn't see it coming. We didn't expect it. We, didn't, we did not anticipate it. Okay? You look at the movie, say, okay, this is going to happen. I'll go get some popcorn. You come back, you miss the good part. You didn't anticipate it. This is the way we end up hurt. And I want you to hear what I got to teach tonight because it's going to help you. We hope you've enjoyed today's teaching courtesy of On Course with Heart Ramsey. We invite you to join the NCC family for our weekly services in Dothan and Montgomery, Alabama and Atlanta, Georgia. For service times and locations, visit our website, nccfamily.org. Again, nccfamily.org. We invite you to follow Pastor Hart Ramsey on social media, on Twitter at Hart Ramsey, on Facebook at Hart Ramsey Media, and on Instagram at Pastor Hart Ramsey. Be sure to join us next time as we continue to dive into God's Word as we get on course with Hart Ramsey.